Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind and Solar's general manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on self-reliant energy. Check out our additional educational information, including dates for our hands-on workshops conducted in Seymour, on our website, windandsolar.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. We talk so much in our in everything we do. I mean, every day, every workshop we do, every day, we talk about volts, we talk about amps, we talk about watts. I mean, all the time. That's the main thing we talk about. The two of the things we, we don't talk about, which are all part of these conversations to some degree, are hertz and ohms. So let's kind of talk about how those come into play in our environment. Because even though I think, you know, you've been explaining it to me some, they're not necessarily a component of our, of our configuration, something we still have to deal with because it exists out there in the world. So let's, let's start off with, to me, the easy one. Let's start off talking about hertz. Hertz, yep. That's the frequent. That's your frequency. Hertz and frequency are the same. We would say are the same thing. I mean, that and frequency just being how frequent something's happening. How and so in most electrical cases, we're talking about how fast a motor is spinning. How how often it is creating the alternating current. And the and the thing that's screwy here is that I mean, Hertz is depending on how you look at it, it's kind of artificial. So it, it really, I mean, it doesn't exist in nature. I guess that kind of sounds kind of dumb, but it's, it's Hertz is created because we started off generating power with motors. Right. 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 And so Hertz is just, if I understand it right, it's just a kind of a byproduct of that motor spinning. Right. Right. You can, you know, Coal fire plants, hydro dams, our generator even, you know, for our, they're going to put out a certain, certain voltage at a certain RPM. They're going to put out a certain voltage at a certain Hertz, you know, and that's why a lot of people call and want to buy our RPMG, permanent magnetic generator and say, okay, well, at what, you know, I'll just, I'll just plug it into the wall. You know, I'll just use it and I'll plug it into the box and, you know, definitely can't happen because for one, you would never ma- the, you can never match the hertz, and that's that's one thing that has to be matched. I mean, that's one thing that grid tire inverters do is they match the hertz in the system. But coal fire plants and then hydro dams, it's just all how fast that generator is turning. I mean, it, it basically it's just an RPM factor. And and I suspect even if it is generated, I'm going to say incorrectly, that they probably condition it going out to say. Right, yeah. It, it's going out. Yeah, it. I mean, so as solar, solar fields come online, matter of fact, Springfield, Missouri, they use the North Star battery as partner with them, and they use it for frequency regulation. I mean, that's they have these two huge battery banks, and, and as solar it starts to produce more energy than, than what's, what's being needed from the, from the coal-fired plant, the coal-fired plant, you just can't slow that down. You have to do that in a certain – and so what they'll use – They'll use that battery bank 
to offset the frequency generation. So that's all through through the magic of electronics now. You know? <laughs> and used to that didn't Black happen. Box, You're right. Yeah, that, that was not a deal. That was not how it was. And, it, and even if you have some older equipment, you could be getting. Is right. it? And, and I'm sorry. I know, is it? In the U.S., are we at 60 hertz? We're at 60 we, hertz in the 60. U.S., and, and European is usually going to be 50 hertz. And so, and that's one of the things that gets even screwy. I mean, I know European is typically on 220, 240. Right, uh, yeah, 230 uh, actually uh, is what uh, they run on. So, you know, so you got that also, but you can't just take a, not that you would, a clock from Europe and plug it in here because even that's going to, even if you had right. the conversion to it, right. it's still going to can be wonky because it would be, it's, it would it's be. looking for 50 hertz right? and it's getting 60. And, and that's a, you know, from the computer industry where I come from, I mean, yeah. that's, that's bad. That's I mean, bad. That's, that's very not, bad. You know, it's, it's not, bad on compressors. I mean, if you, if you even take a compressor, something that has really nothing to do with much of, with electronics, right? I mean, it's just needing, you're taking electricity. Well, I'm sure because it's going to mimic that. And that compressor is meant to run at, at a certain, basically a certain hurt rotation, you know, certain yeah. rotation. And all of a sudden you're only giving it 50 rotations and it needs 60 it becomes extremely hot at that point. You know, it, it starts overheating it. And so it's, you know, so, Frequency or hertz is very important part in your overall internal workings of your home, like in all your equipment. You have to match that, so you have to make sure that you're buying an inverter that matches. And that's a that's a key component. So yeah. if you just if you're going on eBay and buying something from right who knows where, yeah, you need to make sure that right. your because they will sell inverters that are 50 hertz that are 120 volt. What operates on that? Mm, I couldn't really tell you. There's not very much that would do it, but you know they and your stuff might work, but it might gonna, work really weird, and you're going to do damage to it. Yeah, you're going to do prematurely damage it. And so not. you, you know, you might not notice it for the first right, you know, week, month, year yeah. that you've got it plugged. It in. It will definitely wear out a compressor almost. You know, I mean, almost by half of what it would have ran. I mean, it's you know, same way voltage. If you you know. There's a lot of things that would turn on like at 105 volts. That's not good on it. I mean, it's because at that point, it's still needing the same amount of electricity to run. So it's having to pull a lot more amperage into it to try to do that. And when it does that, it becomes very, very hot. I mean, you know, where voltage does not really create the heat, the amperage is creating the heat. And so that would become very hot at that point, you know, and and heat there again. I've said it a thousand times on this program and a thousand times in the classroom. It's the killer of your, your components. So the reason we don't talk about a hertz or frequency that much is that, you know, basically anything we sell, we're going to take care of along those lines. Right. It's not something to choose from like 12 versus 24 versus 48. Right. It's right. not a choice. It's, yeah. Hey, this needs to be the right. Hertz. Yeah. We sell it. It's just part of the deal. And, and, you yeah, if you tell us that you're 120 volt, then you're 60 hertz. I mean, if you're in the U.S., then you know we're not going to sell you a we're not going to sell you a 230 volt unit that's running 50 hertz. I mean, it just you know there's no reason for you to have it. it wouldn't work, you know. So so that's the reason why we don't talk about it that much. But right. we did want to talk about it in this podcast just to kind of have have gone over it. Yeah. Anything else we need to know about about hertz? Hertz is pretty yeah, and that's about all on hertz. So let's move on to ohms. And I, su- I suspect what little bit I know about ohms, I know it's probably very important. Super important. Just because I know this has is going to come into play with our overall wiring, right? 
does with your wiring, but it, it definitely does in, in batteries. I mean, that's that's a, a huge deal, batteries and things of that nature. So Ohm's Law will state that amperage is the derivative of voltage divided by resistance. So, I mean, is ohms, am I oversimplifying it if I call ohms heat? I don't know if it's oversimplifying it. I mean, it's about as simple as you could get in the deal of it. And because, and again, I know you you know so much more, but I always try to make it understandable for me. Right. Which is obviously dumbing it down. But I mean, with ohms, with, with resistance, you're creating is heat. it the goal that we want to do is to design anything so that heat does not build up, right? Right, right. I mean, for the, yeah, for... For ninety nine percent of it, until we get to our dump load, and then we yeah then we right. want well yeah, yeah we want, but besides that yes I mean and and then even in that we're we're making sure we, we want to make sure that the resistance matches yeah correct that, that I mean, we so. can handle the the resistance right. that we're right. we're going to try to dump over there yeah so yes that's what we're doing so sometimes you'll hear us say you know well our blue battery or our, or our lithium battery have little to no resistance so. And we tote this as a pro in the pro category of our, our, our pro and con. A lot of people say, well, you know, well, I don't get, you know, what resistance got to do with anything. You know, why, why would it matter? Now, I do know this one because anything that creates heat, we're losing. We're right? going to lose. It's, right. it's a loss right. of efficiency. Yeah. Loss of efficiency. And so, so if I have, if the law of ohms is correct, and it is correct, uh, <laughs> you know, it's law. You, you heard uh, this from David, yeah. so you know it's true. So <laughs> if it's voltage divided by resistance equals amperage, if I'm putting in 12 volts and I have zero resistance, then I am putting in 12 amps as well. So if I'm charging something, if I have no resistance, I'm going to charge much more efficiently because the amps is what's actually doing the charging, not the volts. The amps is what's doing this. It's the push, right? It's the water flow into the. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Is I'm going to create. I'm going to charge at a lot faster rate. I'm going to be able to get energy into the battery at a lot quicker rate. But essentially, uh, which, we've got nothing that can do that, right? I mean, there's always going to be some. There's going to be some resistance. I mean, and, and, and but it's going to be so minuscule. I mean, it may be point one. On a blue bat, the blue technology because Plus you can't divide by zero. Yeah, can't the spreadsheet spreadsheets yeah. will tell you that. Yeah. Drop a zero, you get zero. So you got to be have a little bit of resistance. I mean, there, yeah, there's always going to be some resistance. So the greater resistance, like on a flood of lead acid battery, especially if you don't buy a, one of our earlier podcasts, we was talking about cold cranking amps versus you know amp hour battery, deep cycle batteries, and so a cold cranking amp battery may have a resistance on a twelve volt battery of eight. Well, then I'm only getting 1.5 amps into the battery. If I still have that same 12 volt coming, I'm only getting 1.5 amps into the battery versus, you know, versus the actual, you know, full. So are you, considering, so are you considering ohms actually as the voltage in the battery? The resistance is the, always going to be constant. The battery itself, the resistance in the battery it will be constant, usually be unwavering. The resistance will stay the same. Doesn't matter how full it is, it still stays the same. The resistance is the same. If the voltage will fluctuate, so if the, if the voltage goes up, then your amperage will go up. So, but that's so that's not deal. Ohm's law happening there. That's just that's your voltage. Right, right. Well, and it, it kind of is Ohm's law because because you can you don't really have one constant in an equation, and the constant in the equation on this one is going to be your resistance. 
you resist it. So for instance, if you was to buy our, if you said, well, I'm going to build my own dump load. And we say, well, what, what, what voltage are you going to be in? We ask that for a specific reason because we have three different, they all look the same, but there's three different resistors that we have. One of them has a resistance value for a 48 volt. One of them has resistance value for a, a 24 volt. And the other one has resistance value for 48 volt. And so it's going to say like 2.9 ohms or 0.09 ohms. You know, it, there's a different value rate on that. And so what it's doing is, in that same wire, it's got the same wire wrapping. They just maybe wrap it more times, giving it more resistance. So that way, when you bring the, the certain amount of voltage to it, you're going to be, be pulling the same amount of amperage. So is it, in that case, are you purposely creating resistance? Yes. In that? Yes, you're purposely. And if you didn't use, if you didn't use the right voltage and in, in, in this, like you're talking right. about wrap, then you wouldn't create the right. And you wouldn't get the right. Right. You might not get you might not get very much. Say you used a So you couldn't just say, Well, give me a forty eight because it's the right it's the biggest, then you right. you would not get the dump that right. you would yeah. be hoping. That's exactly for. right. Because if you had forty eight and the resistance on the forty eight was I'm just making up numbers here, was three, then you're gonna have sixteen amps being pulled out of that resistor. So you're gonna have sixteen amps of power coming out of that resistor. So sixteen times 12 would be how many watts then you're pulling from that battery bank, right? Well, then if I went 48 divided, and let's just say the 12 volt was one, you know, what's going to happen then is you're going to be pulling way more energy out of it than you intended to, because you're going to be you trying to charge that thing 48, 48 to get right. out of You're going to be a, pulling a ton of energy out of this thing, and it very well could burn up the unit. It might not be able to, the actual coil might not be able to withstand that. So in that case... Am I right in saying if all of a sudden it decides to dump, not only is it going to dump, it's going to drain your batteries to yeah, get to where yeah. it can. Yep. And so it's it's very, you know, and so it has a major factor on, on batteries, dump load resistors. I mean, you know, that's where ohms really plays into it, you know. And that's why the biggest thing, time we talk about resistance is either going to be in the dump load resistor banks and or going to be in batteries. You know, the less resistance we have, the better we are for charging. We can charge a lot more efficiently and a lot more rapidly. I mean, so... The less like, resistance we right, have. Right, the less resistance we have. So that blue battery, for instance, pretty much all the voltage you're sending to that battery is going to be able to be absorbed by that battery. So is that a function of battery chemistry or is that a function of a brand? It's a function of battery chemistry, and, and I say that because what they do in, in the blue technology... In the, well, and we, you say blue. We're talking AGM? The North Star are, are AGM. We, are we, are, yeah. But are, are we saying that the AGM... Not AGM, not all AGMs. Okay. Well, that's what I was getting yeah, to. The, the North Star AGM, our, our, blue, our blue battery, it's called the blue technology. What they actually add to it is carbon. They add that to the positive and negative electrodes. And so basically what they're doing for that is when they do that, it causes it to have no, not no resistance. Remember, it can't have zero. You just said that. Very little to no resistance. I mean, so it almost negligible on resistance. Well, so is it have less resistance than the lithiums that we? Lithiums are the same. Lithium, lithium by design almost has zero resistance. Where so really acid. it sounds like we're talking about. AGM and lithium versus lead yeah. acid. Oh yeah, and lead acid is always going to be at a lot, a lot higher rate. Your resistance is always going to be 
usually two, two and greater, you know, depending on there again, you know, car battery, you know, it may be at, at eight, you know, it may be, have a resistance value of eight, you know, way up there, you know, because it wasn't designed for, you know, dispelling energy and then over a period, long period of time and then bringing it back, you know, it was just, just designed to dispel energy in a short, very short, high burst of energy and then charge over a long period of time because most of the time when you hit the car battery and then also the alternator just is a smart battery technology. It's not going to overcharge your battery. It knows, you know, it's kind of like our smart chargers now, you know, you can, you know, in the old days you took the old battery charge, you stuck it on there and then you came back out and you're like, Oh my gosh, I smell rotten eggs or smell, you know, because it didn't know to shut off. It just kept putting the same amount of amperage, same amount of voltage directly into that battery, and then it didn't need it anymore. I mean, the, the barrel had f- overflown. I mean, it was, and you literally had battery acid leaking out of the, the caps of the batteries, whereas that cars don't do that anymore. They have the smart, you know, now they know that, hey, it's got to this voltage. Basically, they have the same type of deal in it that our charge controllers have. I mean, they have okay. their own charge controller in the in the vehicle. So, Okay. What else do we need to, we need to do anything else on ohms and hertz? Nope. That's one that if you really want to study more on it, I mean, you're just going to have to get on. The, it is a very... Get on the Googler box. Yeah, it's it's a very in-depth <laughs> deal, but you know, it does definitely play a role in how we buy and what we suggest to buy on products. Okay. And as always, if you are enjoying the podcast, come check us out. We've got our workshops. If you want to go to windandsolar.com, there, you'll see a tab up there about the workshops. We've got... Two more scheduled, two more or three yeah, more. I know. And we if we don't have two, we'll sure. have another one scheduled up soon. But we've got two more scheduled out, and those are two-day classes held here in Seymour. David teaches those. Sign up for them and come spend a couple days with us. But we appreciate you downloading the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll keep bringing you more podcasts. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach, like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.